What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for thevikingage.com. And as always, I'm joined by Chris Shad, who writes for us here at the Viking Age, as well as Bring Me the News and Zone Coverage. Before we start today's show, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe to the channel and like the video. And if you already did, greatly appreciate you. And also make sure to follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. All right, Chris, today is October 6th, 2022. It is uh, my wife and I's wedding anniversary uh congratulations shout out to us but it is also a uh significant date in vikings history are you aware of the vikings related event that took place on october 6 2005 oh that was uh was a love boat it was you got it you do are you off the top of your head do you know how many Vikings players participated in these festivities. I know the big ones. Fred Smooth, Bryant McKinney, Dante Culpepper. Yeah. I got the, I got the list. 12? 17. Is, 17. Okay. Yeah. Who was the guy that was like, no, I wasn't on the boat. I'm I'm married. Like, who was that guy? Ooh, like, I, I don't remember that. I don't remember off the top of my head, but there was, let's see. I got the list right here. Dante Culpepper, Fred Smoot, Mewelde Moore, Pat Williams, Brian McKinney, Nate Burleson. You wouldn't think right now, Mr. CBS host, uh, CBS Good Morning or whatever he's called. He's Did they run a, a segment on it or what? <laughs> Ralph Brown, Jermaine Wiggins, Troy Williamson. He might actually caught something on this boat. Uh, Travis Taylor, Kevin Williams, Lance Johnstone, Mo Williams, and Willie Offord. Um, Yes, they were on a boat. They were there were misdemeanors charged or whatever to four people. No suspensions for anybody on the Vikings. I think Ziggy Wolf came out and said like this is never going to be tolerated again. I'm like, well, again, why, why why was it tolerated in the first place? You realize people have worse bachelor parties though, right? Like mm, mm-hmm, I mean there's a lot of things that went on uh, on that boat. Yeah, want to Google? They weren't shy. They weren't shy about it. Yeah, no, especially not Fred. Fred Smoot. He's never been shy about whatever happened on the boat. And the only thing that was illegal, I believe, the misdemeanors were noise complaints. So (laughs) I'm not, I'm not condoning it. But I mean, the whole thing was overblown because, like, if you if you watch, there's a barstool sports documentary on it, and like Ziggy Wilf, I guess, had like veins popping out of his neck and stuff. And it's like, yeah, I, I mean. Looking back on it now, it's just hilarious. Like, of course, they went on a boat. Of course, they had strippers. Of course, they had. Mm-hmm. Sorry if you're listening to this with your kids in the car. Uh, I believe Luke Braun referred to them as ballerinas. Um, in his They're dancer, dancers, dancers. They were dancers. Yes. Just um, different sure type much, of ballet. Not sure how much dancing was going on that day. Um, but yes, a significant date in Vikings history. Good to know that. It also falls on my wife and I's wedding anniversary. So it's a 
easy way to remember that. I'm always like, oh, yes, I, of course, I forgot. Um, all right. Before we talk about the Vikings, I kind of want to take a little look back at, at the NFL in general because we didn't really – we talked about the Vikings first quarter of the season last episode, and I kind of just want to look at the, the NFL in general, mostly because I really just don't want to talk about the Bears because they're just really boring. Um, and uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the NFL. Um, so looking at the first four games, just the, the first month, the NFL season, looking specifically at the NFC, which, which team maybe has surprised you the most good or bad, uh, after the first four weeks, this is going to be kind of an easy answer because I believe they're the only undefeated team in the NFL right now, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, they won in a hurricane last week, or at least the remnants of one, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Jalen Hurts has looked a lot better. That yeah. offense is really rolling right now. That defense looks pretty nice, and it shows what you can do when you have a quarterback on their rookie deal on your roster, especially when you find the right one, unlike some of the other teams that have swung and missed in the NFC North over the last couple of years. I, I think the Eagles, I, I expected them to be a legit team this year. I didn't think they would be this dominant yeah. early on and there's still a lot of season to go but i guess if you were to give me an nfl surprise team i would pick the eagles i agree i would i would have picked the eagles i feel like that's that's an that's an answer that probably well, most people would give but i'm going to go out a little bit out the box and go with uh go with the seahawks cuz they're 2 and 2 right now and i don't think people thought they would be Two and two. I feel like a lot of people thought they would be one and three or zero oh and four. Like a lot of people expected them to be at the bottom of the you know the whole entire NFL, and they're they're kind of hanging around. They're playing. They play hard every week. I don't think they've been blown out at all. They played the the Niners, and I think that was probably their their worst game. Yeah, twenty seven to seven. So I guess that's kind of blowout in today's NFL. But they beat the Broncos, who eh, don't look that great, anyways. Um, they lost to the Niners. They lost by four to the Falcons, which is the Falcons are kind of feisty too. Um, and then they just beat the Lions. They just put 48 points up on the Lions. Um, and I just think they're they're surprising in a way that I just don't think a lot of people thought they were going to do much of anything, especially Geno Smith. And Geno Smith is like one of the most efficient, like look at all like the PFF stuff and EPA stuff. He's up like way up there as far as quarterbacks go. This first first month of the season, can he keep it up? That's a big question. But uh, and Rashad Penny's been playing really well too. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Like, I'm kind of glad the Vikings don't have to play the Seahawks this year because I feel like that would be a tough matchup. Um, but looking at the AFC, what's what's your who's your surprise team from over there, good or bad? I think you mentioned them. It's the Broncos. They just look like a mess right now. Yeah. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett. I thought he was a great hire. But uh, he just no. turns out to be all lip service, just like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, I'm, yeah, everything's really happy and really positive and everything <laughs> else. And like, we're all going to do great. And like their offense is just, oh, my God, bad. And people, people are like, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he was with there. OK, he mm-hmm. was with Blake Bortles, too. He, he had another <laughs> couple of stops. I, I think Bortles, that was what, the 2017 season where they went to the AFC championship game. I, I mean, He's yes, gotten yes, success yes. out of mediocre quarterbacks before. You give him a quarterback like Russell Wilson, it should work. There's weapons there. Jerry Judy is yeah. a good receiver. Cortland Sutton is a good receiver. Um, they lost Tim Patrick, but now they've lost Javante Williams. They're two mm-hmm. and two, and that division is no joke. Ask the Raiders mm-hmm. right now. So I think the Broncos are my surprise team right now in the AFC, and not for a good reason. Yeah, it could be. It could be a, a thing where. Maybe they the first month is kind of rough and they trying they get things going maybe like the in October or November, but so far, yeah, it doesn't look good, especially just based on Hackett's coaching, like his decisions. Like that first game was just I still can't believe some of the decisions he made in that first game. Um <laughs> my dad's texting me right now because he's watching uh, and he's a Broncos fan. So he's really happy with your <laughs> your selection. But I agree. Like they're supposed to be like Russell Wilson's supposed to be this plug and play guy, like they're gonna be one of the top contending teams. And... He's been needing too much uh, danger witches or whatever he's oh, called. God, yeah. Did you see the ingredients on that thing, by the way? He's talking uh, about how spicy it is and like there's just banana peppers on it. Banana like, go, 
Those aren't spicy. Like maybe heartburn. Maybe they give you heartburn a couple, you know, hours down the road. But I mean, so dangerous. I've seen put the, some jalapenos and chipotle sauce on that bad boy. Let's I wanna, go. I want to say it was dangerous. Like, uh, like one of the barstool people or whatever made like a, a spoof of the Russell Wilson video and made it into like a thriller. And, uh, Dark yeah, Knight. I, uh, yes, 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 yes. You I want to see was... how I got these sandwiches. <laughs> I just want to see your smile. <laughs> so good. Um, but yeah, like now they gotta pay they gave Russell Wilson what they give him like two two hundred and forty five million. Now they gotta give that to him. Hey, at least just... uh they didn't give uh Deshaun Watson two hundred and forty five million. True. I guess That's they can true. at least justify they can, Russell they Wilson do that. a little bit. But... They might have tried, but but they can uh <laughs> say that they did not yeah. do that. Uh I'm gonna go with the Colts. I kind of thought something similar would happen. With, you know, putting Matt Ryan in there, he's experienced. He was putting up kind of good numbers over with the Falcons, and they weren't be- they weren't that great. Um, I think we're kind of figuring out why they weren't that great. And it had a bunch to do with with, with Matt Ryan uh, because we just looked at Carson Wentz from like, oh, he's not that good. And look at the Colts did with, with Carson Wentz. They almost made the playoffs. He put up some great numbers. Just put Matt Ryan in with Frank Reich, and it's a secret sauce. And they're... Not good. Like they sh- probably should be 0 and 3 or 0 and 4. Um, I don't know how they beat the Chiefs, but they did. Um, but yeah, I, I, the Colts, I think they're overrated. I, I think Frank Reich's yeah. overrated. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, the Colts are basically an offensive line and Jonathan Taylor. That's it. Michael Pittman Jr. And they don't even use him. him in there. They don't even yeah. use Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. So, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, what, he had, like, nine carries against the Chiefs or something like that? It's like, what are you doing? Like, well, just get another aging quarterback. Oh, good good idea. You're not this, Dennis Green. This is not the late 90s Vikings. Like at, at this point, do you just do you just not really try to win if you're the Colts because of the, the quarterback class that's that's coming in? Do you, like, yeah. let's just let's just Are, are you going to blow this. more second-round picks to try and get right? a 30-something quarterback? Yeah. What, what are you going to do? Trade two for Kirk Cousins? And I yeah. don't. And the way Kirk has been playing, I, well, he might be available <laughs> next offseason. He's kombucha. Yeah. Like, he's, we, he's we not, can talk about him a little bit later. But I mean, on one hand, you're like two game winning yeah, drives. Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't say, and then you're like, oh, those stats, though. Don't mm. say kombucha too loud. Michael Floyd might uh, pop in your, in your room there. <laughs> um, who's the, the MVP in the NFL after the first four weeks? Uh, so I struggled with this because, uh, my football watching as it happens has been very skewed in the first month because week one, my mom threw a party and there was a lot of fireball and jello shots week two. I was, let's see who the Vikings played with. So that was Philadelphia. I was moving in week two and I went up to go visit a friend and my godson and we had a good time then. And then week three, I was at the Vikings game. So like when you do that, you don't really pay attention to anything else in the NFL. And then week four, I watched Red Zone all day, watched the Vikings. And then, you know, I was in and out working on newspaper stuff. Uh, Actually, South Dakota State is playing South Dakota this weekend in football. And last year, uh, the Coyotes won on a Hail Mary. So people are kind of ornery about that. But they're like, "Ah, I I flushed it down the drain. I I didn't really have that. So. Uh, just wanted to give that a shout out. But um, I guess my pick after excusing myself is Josh Allen, because I don't know. The Bills have the best record in the AFC. Um, Patrick Mahomes, pretty good. I, I mean, you could go with Patrick Mahomes as well. After Sunday, yeah, I, for sure. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's four games. It, it's hard to tell right now. Nobody's really standing out like half. Tom Brady mentioned it. He's like half the league is like two and two right now. So, I mean, there's not really a guy that I'm like, that is the guy. And yeah, so I guess I'll go Josh Allen because that was kind of my preseason pick. I'm going to go with the guy Josh Allen just just beat. And uh, that's Lamar Jackson. Because without when I look at MVP, I really look at like, what does their team look like if you take this person off the team? And I think if you take Josh Allen off, they still have a pretty good defense they got some receivers and maybe like a backup can win a few games with take patrick mahomes off yeah never mind about that um (laughs) (laughs) but you take lamar jackson off and the ravens have nothing they like right right now they have yeah they have no defense 
uh, their offense. I, I tweeted this earlier. The Ravens are averaging almost 30 points a game right now, 29.8, which is third in the NFL, with their top running back averaging around 30 rushing yards per game, and their leading receiver has 12 catches this season. So it's basically been all Lamar Jackson uh, all season long for the Ravens, as it has been for the most part, I would say, in his career with the Ravens. But I think he's also got that looming possible contract that he's you know dangling in front of him, and I think this this year he's just playing even better. I think he's a better passer this year, but he's still averaging like 80 yards rushing every week. Um, so I just think Lamar Jackson is is playing great football this year. It's, I don't think it's his fault that the Ravens lost. I think I saw somewhere that the Ravens haven't led the season for a total of like 14 seconds. So his the losses are not really on him. That that interception though, I think that that on fourth down last week, that was that was not good. That was well, they the, should have kicked the field goal anyway. The but worst that's a thing conversation. <laughs> that was the worst thing that probably could happen. Um, let's see what else I got. Uh, got a couple more related to the NFL. New head coaches. So you know the Vikings have a new head head coach, Kevin O'Connell. There's a couple more around the league. Which new head coach? other than Kevin O'Connell has uh, impressed you the most. I did not realize there is new in the document. But, <laughs> so I'll just go with the one I wrote down, Nick Sirianni of the Eagles, because He's I think, new. yeah, this is his second year. Last year, we're kind of like, yeah. okay, the Eagles got in as kind of this fluky seven seed team. But Sirianni, when he first joined the Eagles, he was like, yeah, we're going to have formations and plays and stuff <laughs> and everything else. We're like, wow, this guy's an idiot. But on the football field, like some people are just good at their job, but they can't hold a conversation. Like I can be that way sometimes, which is weird because like I do podcasts and like interview people for a living. But um, like some people are just like, hey, I'm a genius on the football field, but like don't talk to me. Mike McDaniels, like another one, like super genius offensive guy, not smart with concussions, but you know, Mm-mm. yeah. Um, I guess I shouldn't have gone there, but, uh, <laughs> that's not your fault. No, it's not my <laughs> fault at all. When you hire Dr. Nick as your independent consultant, yeah. you're going to have some problems, Yeah, but, um, yeah, I think Sirianni is definitely, you know, made some adjustments during the games. Mm-hmm. He's he's weathered the storm. The Eagles were down 14 nothing to the Jaguars, and it was just like, mm-hmm. okay, let's come back. I, I feel like that's happened a lot through the league. So, yeah. I mean, I, I would say it. Nick Sirianni is probably my coach of the year uh, through the first four games. Yeah, I mean, Eagles are unbeaten, so it's kind of hard to argue against him. I, I'll go with someone else who's in his division. I'll go with Brian Dable of the mm-hmm. Giants because the Giants are 3-1, and one, and I have no idea how. Um, they have Saquon Barkley, uh, and their defense is pretty decent. But other than that, uh, <laughs> I don't, Daniel yeah. Jones is he has three touchdown passes in four games. Uh, I think he has he's rushed for almost the same amount of of touchdowns that he's uh yeah he has two r- rushing touchdowns and three passing touchdowns. So I think I saw. Somewhere online that uh, his nickname is Vanilla Vanilla Vic. Uh, I thought that was interesting. I he doesn't have he doesn't have the arm that Michael Vick has. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. Like, um, do you know who the Giants' leading receiver is this year? Leading wide receiver, Amani Toomer. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Richie James. <laughs> you know the the you know the name that everyone knows is Richie James. They, they could be hey, making has that anyone up. seen Kenny Galladay at all? Anyone? They're not even like him, him Kadarius Tony. They're not even playing him. They're yes, like two, you two they both four, suck, sit on the sideline. Like they have they have four catches combined, Kadarius Tony and, and Kenny Galladay this season. Four. And how how much money are they paying Kenny Galladay? They're paying him a lot of money, right? Yeah. A lot of money. So I'm gonna go with the Giants. I don't know if they can keep it up, but I don't know. They're three and one. Um, so I mean you can't really argue against that they have to play at the Packers in London if they beat the Packers then you're going to be like okay all right are the Packers good Eh, according to the the, like power rankings uh they're better than the Vikings even though they have the same record and the Vikings destroyed them but for some reason the Packers are are better than the Vikings 
to the national. I think the Packers like. are going to turn it on here. The, the, I mean, <sighs> like on Sunday, watching that game, I was just like, the Packers are going to win. They do this every year. They have one or two home games. Oh, so they the play Patriots. a bad team. It's always at 325. And like they fall behind. It was like, oh, this would be big if the Packers lost. Then they pull a rabbit out of their ass and come out with a win. Yep. So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I, think, I think they'll be good by the end of the year. So, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. What week 17 against the Vikings in uh, in Lambo, which I think is it already a night game or could it could it be flexed? I feel like it could be flexed possibly. Um, it's at 4:25 on a Sunday, so yeah, that could I could see that getting flexed if uh, it's a close divisional race. Um, yeah, so I went with Brian Dable. And last thing we'll go with the NFL, just around the league, is uh, right now. What's your Super Bowl pick? I want uh, both teams and a winner. Uh, Bills over Eagles. Okay. It's not bold or anything. Half no, the no, league no. is two and two. I don't know. Yeah. No. 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 <laughs> like, you know, I, I mean, I, I, it's hard to project which teams, like a team like the Packers. We think they'll be good. We think they're going to snap out of it and they're going to rattle off a bunch of wins because that's what they've done under Matt LaFleur. What if Aaron Rodgers has too much drugs? You know, what if he ODs before a game? They're and just like, plants. Okay, okay? Jordan Lug, here we go. They're just plants. Okay. There's more than a feelings playing in his head right now. They're only plants. Cocaine hey, what's the play, man? Plant, plant, plant. Did you see him? Did, you see him cur- did, did, he cur- did he curse out the center when he didn't uh, get the ball off? Do you see that? That clip, yeah, that I was saw that too. caught on the hot mic, and and Tony Romo was like, "Oh, oh he said a bad word." Um, His eyes are just multicolored, just like, I, "What uh, did you do?" <laughs> did you see Aaron Rodgers' hair? By the way, there's so much like to take away from that that one game. Aaron Rodgers, he was wearing his hat, and he he has like the sides of his head are shaved, and he's got long on top. But then he wore his hat and he like tucked his hair behind his ears. So then you could see like the back of his shaved head, but his hair was hanging out like this. It was, I don't, I don't, it, he's, he's, he's got the haircut of like every WWE wrestler like three years ago. <laughs> CM Punk. He's got the CM Punk haircut. The sh- yeah. Yeah. He's doing that now. Um, Maybe he'll start a fight in the locker room too. We don't know. <laughs> I got the chiefs because every Sunday, Sunday, they look really good. And the Bucks defense is not, it's not like they're terrible. And the Chiefs did did whatever they could. I got the Chiefs over the 49ers. Um, the Niners have a really good defense. And for whatever reason, they win with Jimmy G. I don't I don't know why, and I don't know why they didn't continue to keep him because they kept winning. But for some reason, they just win with Jimmy G. So I'm gonna go with the Niners. And you know what's gonna hold them back though? Kyle Shanahan. Because he feels like he's the smartest coach that's ever lived, and he'll galaxy brain himself out of some big time victory. So, and granted, he should have won a Super Bowl a couple of years ago if Jimmy Garoppolo hits uh, who was it, Emmanuel Sanders on a deep route against the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Like if they hit that pass, the Niners are winning the Super Bowl. But I mean, I can't get behind the Niners. I just I cannot stand Kyle Shanahan. Maybe it's like drafting too many. Maybe it's the whole Trey Lance thing over the offseason where it's just like, I don't know. We could bring Jimmy back. Maybe but didn't maybe he want Matt Jones? Jimmy. Didn't Shanahan want Matt Jones and like the rest he of the team wanted Lance? Well, that was the rumor anyway. And he's like, No, I didn't want Mac Jones. Yeah. I didn't yeah. Kirk Cousins? Who wants Kirk Cousins? I <laughs> you know. That, that's I don't just, have anything that's he's old, sitting that's in his a, room looking that's like an old poster. Green yeah, yeah. He's got like Kirk Cousins. He's, you think Kevin O'Connell's you, got the frame? I wish like, you were my cutie. Yeah, yeah. His fo- his phone wallpaper is, is Kirk Cousins. Just uh, he's got like one of those shrines. Like you just <laughs> see like who like, who was it? The, hey Arnold, right? You're a Nickelodeon guy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't Helga have like the shrine to Arnold in her closet or something? Yeah. Well, then you got Ray Finkel uh, to the yes. to Dan Marino. One in Ace Ventura, so there's yeah, of course he's got he's got that for sure. Um, is Ace Ventura a good movie or no? I think we've had this conversation. Is yeah. it good or no? Yes, like I've watched it. There's movies that I've watched now that I watched when I was a kid and I thought they were funny, and I watch now and I'm like, this is terrible. Yeah, but that that movie still holds up. There's still some some funny parts. Um, I think the second one is better, but the second one is very funny. Second yes. one is good. Um, yeah, so 
Yes, yes, yes. It's fine. People are like, oh, it's stupid. No, it's supposed to be that way. It's it's like debatable now, and that's weird to me because, like, you know, you just dumb like, your mind down for two hours. It's great. Well, like Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore. I always think like those those movies are they're just they're funny. Like, yeah, they, they don't have to be perfect. They're just stupid funny. Sometimes you need those movies. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right. Let's move on to some, you know, some Vikings talk. Since, you know, this is a Vikings podcast. They're playing the Bears on Sunday. Noon game in U.S. Bank Stadium. Like Prime, prime Kirk Cousins game. He is just the planets of the Grimlap system ready to have go. aligned. Minus the yeah. opponent, because Kirk has struggled against the Bears uh, in his career with the Vikings, especially at home. I think he's only one in three against the Bears at home, which is really weird. Um, but just looking at the Bears, they're not that good. They are two and two, but no one really thinks like they're going to do much of anything. They haven't really. I think Justin Fields has thrown like five times this year. Um, so. But looking at Justin Fields, should we, we? There were some rumors in after the what? When was he drafted? Twenty? It's twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one NFL draft. There were some rumors that the Vikings were interested in Justin Fields. There was an alleged alleged phone call to the Panthers that wasn't really too serious. They're just like, "Hey, can we move up? Will you let us move up?" And the Panthers were like, "No." And the Vikings were like, "Okay." That was it. Um. But, and that was allegedly to try and maybe get Justin Fields. But should we be happy looking at what he's done so far? Should we be happy that the Vikings didn't draft Justin Fields? Or is it too early to draw that conclusion? So it's funny you bring that up because I wrote this for zone coverage for Friday morning hmm. where I talked about the Vikings getting outbid for Justin Fields because there was that video Carolina Panthers took out and they basically lowballed the Panthers to try to trade up. Yep. The Bears swooped in. They gave up two first round picks. I think it was a fourth and a fifth to go get Justin Fields. Too much. Yeah. Well, in hindsight, yes. But, you know, it's, it's really interesting because you could go both ways on the argument. So you look at Justin Fields right now and you go, well, what's wrong? His offensive line sucks. He has no weapons. His offensive coordinator I don't know what's really happening there. Like there's a whole lot of things wrong in Chicago. If you have him in Minnesota, you look at the supporting cast as is. You got Justin Jefferson. You got Adam Thielen. You got Dalvin Cook. You have way better support players. You probably don't have an offensive line because the Vikings got outbid. Rick Spielman said, all right, I'm going to trade down. I'm going to take Christian Derrissaw, who's your franchise left tackle now. And yeah, he swung and missed four times in the third round. Okay, that happens. But I, I think 
I think I would <laughs> no, it doesn't. But I, I'm just saying. I okay. So so I mean, I'm I'm just saying like mm-hmm. it wasn't a good move overall. But right. I mean, the Vikings turned out okay because they got Darisa, yeah. yeah. and and I mean, if Fields was here, I don't know, like. You could make the argument if Garrison's not there, Fields is feeling more pressure. And he did a good job handling it at Ohio State. But in the NFL, I mean, this season, he's got a 27.4 passer rating when he's under pressure. That's fifth in the NFL. Then you also have, you know, the whole coaching situation last year. Like, was he going to learn anything? Probably (laughs) not. Like he probably would have been in the same closet that Kellen Mond was in all last year. Yeah. And we're like, so is he good? Is he not good? <laughs> we don't really know. So I don't know. I mean, there's a long way to go, but so far in the first four games, I mean, Justin Fields looks like a wishbone quarterback, which is amazing because he was such a good deep ball passer at Ohio state helps when you have, uh, Every weapons. great receiver. Yeah, yeah every That's- great receiver in the NFL today at your disposal. Yeah. But but he would have had two good ones here in Minnesota. So yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 weird. Because, uh, yeah, right now he's completing 50% of his passes. He's only attempted uh, 67, which I think Kirk Cousins has done that in two games this year. He mm-hmm. almost did that in one. I think he had 46 in one game. Uh, yeah. He's a- averaging under 100, 120 yards passing per game. He's been sacked 16 times, has a QB rating of 58.7. Like, this is not not good stuff. Uh, but he has he has looked okay running the ball. And I feel like I kind of view this as like a Trey Lance kind of situation that it was probably going to be in San Francisco if he didn't get hurt and his leg didn't fall off. Um, like Lewis seen. Um, but uh yeah, I, I, I don't I think it's too early still. I just don't understand the Bears strategy of having this young quarterback and not doing anything to build around him. Like maybe they are, maybe they're starting from the offensive line because the offensive line's pretty good at run blocking. I will give them that. They're pretty good at run blocking. Pass blocking, not so much. Um but you know, maybe it's because Dakota Dozier got hurt, and you know that's why their offensive line isn't that good this year. Uh, just kidding, he's terrible. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it's too early. I he's not good this year. There's no way you can say he's 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 a good quarterback. He's just not good. But yeah, I just don't think he has the right pieces around him, and that sucks because this is like probably the most important part of his career. He this these few years are where you learn how to be a quarterback. You look at someone like maybe Marcus Mariota, who probably had something similar where he wasn't given, like, there's a lot of times where guys get in the league and and coaches, like, they want to, like, mold these players into something that they're never going to be. And, like, like RG3, for example, the Shanahan's wanted him to be a pocket passer. And that was incredibly stupid because he was a very good runner. He got hurt. But he was that was a great skill of his. Um, so there's lots of examples of that. And I just think I just yeah, I think it's too early. Like we could talk about this again at the end of the year because the Bears played the Vikings in their final game. Surprise. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's too early still. Maybe, maybe he can get some things going, but right now it's a little too early. Um so the Vikings and Bears kind of did something similar this past offseason where they uh, fired their coach, their head coach, and their GM, and they both brought in brand new people. Uh, the Vikings went one way and decided to do a competitive rebuild and keep a lot of their roster intact from 2021. They added people, but they still kept a lot of players from last year. While the Bears, they just pretty much got rid of everybody. Traded, you know, Cleo Mack, got rid of a bunch of uh, other players as well. Uh, Keem Hicks is gone. Just a bunch of guys gone from the Bears that we've seen there over there for a long time. And it looks like the Bears are loading up for next offseason for free agency in the draft while the Vikings are just trying to compete and kind of build rebuild the roster at the same time. But, you know, and looking at the Vikings, despite their success, um, would you have rather seen them take on the Bears approach? Sorry, my mother-in-law is calling me right now. Uh, I was I was wondering phone. if it was me or you. <laughs> But uh, all right. All right. There we go. Um, despite the Vikings success this season, three and one, 
Would you have rather seen them take the Bears approach this year and basically start from scratch? I don't think we're going to know the answer to that until the end of the season. Because yeah. if this, I, I said it on Monday, this team is playing Mike Zimmer football without Mike Zimmer results. Like they're playing close games, they're keeping teams in it, they're winning, you know, in fluky ways. Like if they can tighten things up and get things to where we expect them to be, keeping everybody together was a good decision. If they keep doing this, if they finish the year nine and eight, eight and nine, or whatever, yeah, like. Blowing it up was the right decision. And I think that's what they'll do because a lot of these players, they can save more money by letting them go in 2023 than they would have last off season. Yeah. So, I mean, I, you know, it's, it's tough to like, just burn everything to the down to the ground and be like, Hey, you know, in three years, things are going to be better. It's like the Minnesota twins approach every time, you know, Hey, we'll let Carlos Correa walk. Don't worry about it. We'll be so good in three years. And then, you know, you're, stud pitching prospect has a 10 ERA in triple a, um, not that I'm bitter or anything that they missed the play. <laughs> Byron Buxton get hurt again. He, oh yeah, of course he did. He was hurt all season <laughs> and only took two weeks and then, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm curious to see how things turn out for the bears because they're setting themselves up pretty, pretty good. 2023 they're project, projected. This is from over the cap projected to have over 115 million. In cap space, the Vikings are projected to have six point five million in cap space mm-hmm. uh, next offseason. So that's quite the difference. Now we know that like spending a whole lot in free agency doesn't mean a lot. Like you can buy, you can. There's a reason these guys are free agents a lot of the time. And so if you spend all this money on on just players and think it's that's the answer, it's most of the time, it's not. Look at the Jaguars. They used to do do that all the time. They did it again with Christian Kirk, who's turning out to be pretty good signing, actually. Um, but you have to spend your money smartly. So that's what I'm curious to see how they spend this money. Because if they just go out and spend $50 million on Jadavian Clowney or something and, and some other free agent who's a big name but is the not going to play well. I think it's, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. The Dolphins, the Eagles, like there's so many teams that just spent the, a lot the of Giants, money. Giants, you can look at them too. The Giant, the Redskins, not the, the Washington football team, uh, used to do this a lot. The Commanders, I'm sorry, uh, used to do this a lot. They used to get like Albert Hainsworth and Deion Sanders and like all these guys that were like past their prime or just looking for money and then they didn't do well. So the Bears have a lot of money. But I would still, I don't know. I, I like the Vikings approach. I like that they felt confident enough to keep some of their roster intact and feel like they can still work with it moving forward and still build a roster that, that could help them in the future. And right now they're three and one. And I, I don't really think they care about draft position. I think they're they're a team. Quasi obviously doesn't. He traded back to the 32nd pick. So I don't think like him being like, oh, we're not going to have a top 10 pick this year. Now we're going to be terrible. I don't think he cares about that. I think he's going to do whatever he can uh, with the stuff that he's given. So I I like the Vikings approach. I would still stick with with what they went. I was a little skeptical before all this happened, but it's going well so far. So it's not hard to convince me. I think you see enough good signs as far as Kevin O'Connell goes too. like yes, you kind of, yes, yes. I mean, you posted it earlier this week, like Kevin O'Connell going over to Kirk after the interception being like, Hey man, don't worry, don't worry about it. Or like, you know, uh, Greg Joseph, I was going to call him Vic Joseph. Cause I got wrestling on the brain. Uh, <laughs> Greg Joseph going to be like, Hey, you've made five kicks already. Don't worry about it. You're going to get another one. Like, you know, stuff like that. that doesn't happen. happen. That I guess. doesn't like, happen. Like, Zimmer. Mike Zimmer posted mistakes all over the facility. Just yeah. like it was just like Bowser's castle or something like that. Or it's just Greg like, jo- they would have had, they would have had Greg Joseph wouldn't have made that kick. He would have had, he would have made four field goals. He would have missed extra point. He probably would have missed the, the final field goal. They would have had kickers come in and try out this week. If Mike Zimmer yeah, was. Yeah. They would have. <laughs> That's the difference. Um, I had some other questions about the Bears, but I'm just going to skip that one. I, I am going to ask you, can you name at least four 
of the nine former Vikings that are currently part of the Bears this year includes the active roster, practice squad, and injured reserve. Okay, I can name three of them because I think we've talked a little bit about it. But you got uh, you got Dakota Dozier, yep. you got uh, Armand Watts, you got mm-hmm. Amir Smith Marset. Mm-hmm. Need one more. That's a lot. <laughs> What's the position? Um, I'll give you an offensive tackle. It's not Storm Norton. Nope. Started a lot of games for the Vikings. Uh, Mike Remmers. Riley Reef. He is on the Bears. Riley Reef. Wow. <laughs> he was in Cincinnati, but yep. uh, he got cut. Yeah. He's on the Bears. Um, he's on the active roster. I don't know if he's a starter. Mm. Um, so we got Kari Blazing Game, who had a little preseason oh, stand with the Vikings. Oh, yeah. Pull back. Okay. Riley Reef. Trevor Simeon. Uh, he's on the he's... active roster. Amir Smith, Marset, Armin Watts. All five of those guys are on the active roster. Then you go to the practice squad. They just signed Jalen Holmes. Uh, they already had Harrison Hand on there. Um, then you get the injured reserve, and you got Dakota Dozier. I think towards ACL and uh, Tajay Sharp. You know, it's one of those things where it's just like, what do you know? What do you know? Like just putting rings on it. Well, they don't have rings in Chicago. They have one, but you know, what do you know? If they can't figure out. Anything about the Vikings from nine players, then they probably don't deserve to win this game, anyways. Um, not that they <laughs> they're going to. I think they're. Uh, let me check real quick. I didn't even check this before uh, we did the podcast. Usually, I check the line, see if it moved at all. Seven and a half. Oh, it's seven. It was. It was. Seven. That's what Bet Online had this afternoon. When yeah, I Fanduel has seven and a half. Okay. Yeah. So the Vikings are favored by seven and a half. Would you take under. that? No. Um, no. no. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. Divisional game. Vikings and Bears have kind of been pretty close. Like whenever they play, like there hasn't. When's the last time there was a blowout? Um, Who scares so. you on the Bears, though? I'm like, more scared. I, of the, I was I'm on scared a Bears the podcast. And they asked me that, and I laughed. <laughs> I'm more scared of the Vikings. They do have Khalil Herbert is a this good is running true. back. Yeah, he's a good run, yeah. he's a good running back. He's averaging six six point one yards per carry this season, and he's eighth in the NFL in rushing. He's only started one game, so. And the Vikings are not good at, at stopping the run. But but before we get too much into this, I'm just going to ask you, the Vikings will win on Sunday if they do what? They stop the run. Because yeah, you, you mentioned it. Khalil Herbert. I, I mean, that's all the Bears are going to do. They're gone. They suck everywhere else. Like I said, their <laughs> offensive line sucks. Their passing game sucks. Their uh, defense sucks. Actually, they're pretty good against stopping the pass, but they're awful at stopping the run. I think this is a smash spot for the Vikings. I'll tell you that right now. I think Dalvin Cook is going to get going because the Bears are uh, allowing 5.1 yards per game. They're allowing like 160 rushing yards per game. The offensive line for the Vikings has been doing their job in the running game. And Dalvin Cook, I don't know if he's just like lollygagging. I don't know if he's a step slow. I, I don't know what's going on. This should be a smash spot for Dalvin Cook, and it's going to propel the Vikings to just obliterate the Chicago Bears on Sunday. I don't care if it's a divisional game. I don't care if, like, oh, my God, Akeem Hicks isn't there anymore. He's not taking Garrett Bradbury's lunch money. That's true. Like, is Armand Watts going to do it? I don't even know if Watts (laughs) is playing right now. He started last week. Yeah, congratulations to him, I guess. Like. This so are the sucks. So you look at the, at the Bears, maybe like when the, the when the Lions used to come, like during the Matt Patricia era, and they would yeah. come to U.S. Bank Stadium and just like the their, Vikings would have like ten. Their sacks. head coach sounds like a Saturday Night Live character. Eberflus. I am Eberflus. <laughs> I am Eberflus. <laughs> My friend Sprockets over here. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the Bears saw in, in that. Like. He's an older guy, I, too. He's a defensive so I guy. Know, I'll tell you this. I know uh, a Colts writer from my previous days. I think you might know Jake him, Arthur. too. But yeah, I, Jake <laughs> Arthur. Yeah, we'll drop his name. Whatever. He's Vince. Uh, pro football I, spot. Yes, I DM'd him as yeah. soon as uh, the yeah. Bears hired Eberflus. I'm like, what do you think? He's like, you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like... Okay. <laughs> He's like, I probably would have hired him. <laughs> yeah, maybe we, should, maybe we should try and get him on and then Vikings play the Colts later this year. Yeah. Yeah. Takes a, little, a good dude. Uh, pro football spot reunion. A lot of people come out of that came, came out of that site. Um yeah. 
Let's see. I think the Vikings will win if they forced, if they force, I guess it kind of goes hand in hand with you. If they stop the run, they force Justin Fields to beat them with his arm. Uh, because, like I said before, he's completing 50% of his passes. He's only thrown 67 times this year. He's averaging under 120 passing yards per game. They clearly do not want him throwing the ball. So if the Vikings can force him to throw, like the Vikings are going to give him a chance to throw. They're not, they haven't been playing tight coverage on anyone this year. Like they, the lanes are open in the middle of the field when the Vikings are playing defense. So they're going to be there for Justin Fields, but are the Bears going to take him and are they going to want to take him? I don't, I don't think so. So if they can force Justin Fields to um, pass the ball more than he runs, I think that's, it's an easy win. Now, the Vikings will lose to the Bears if what? Just the flip side of what you just said, pretty much? They read their own press clippings. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, look at the Gophers. Everybody's putting them in the national championship yep. picture, and yep. they go out and they lay an egg against Purdue. I, I think the Vikings have to take this seriously. And I think, you know, if they if they go into this, take it seriously, and be like, this is a get-right-for-game for us, like, they're tired. I'll give you a very specific example. The red zone last week. They went in the red zone five times. They only came last away week, with two touchdowns. Week before, too. Yeah, against uh, Detroit as well. Yeah. Like, they can't settle for field goals. Like, they nope. have to – like, they have to come out with the attitude, like, we're going to just obliterate these guys in the first half and then. Look in the so end I, zone, Kirk. Maybe do that. Yeah. yeah. Not that I'm feeling. And I think there were <laughs> um, – I was watching Alex Boone – uh, yesterday, yeah, and he was going over the play, and he said Adam Thielen wasn't looking for the ball soon enough. Plus, Kirk was pressured on the play, so he was just trying to get rid of it. So it makes a lot of sense. And if Johnny Munt catches that, it's first and goal. So I don't know. I'm not a Kirk defender. I'm just saying, like, it was a very good point. Like, I, I totally understood oh, yeah. it once well, I Cousins, saw it has made some, broken down. Cousins has made some good throws this year. He's also made he some, some big boy throws. Plays. Yeah, he's made some, yeah. some great throws this year. But he's also not made some great throws this year. He's also mm-hmm. left a lot of lot of plays on the field. And for sure. That's it's the first month. There's been cousins, like you look back, he's a lot of Septembers, he's struggled. Like there's been look twenty twenty, he was he was not not good in twenty twenty. Uh, maybe he tw- should play with Christian Darisaw's chain. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, said it was yeah. empowering and just yeah. go on the field. That was just- that was funny. I'm like <laughs> Listening to Kirk, he's all happy, and I'm like, "Am I, am I starting to like this guy?" Like, I don't, he doesn't I, look nervous. Like, that's the thing. Like, <clears> you yeah. know, I think like in the, the past couple he of years, like, like he'd get up to the podium and like, okay, is Zimmer watching through no, like yeah. some glass or something he right now? Good. Like, uh, but no, I, I I think they're having a lot of fun right now, and I and I, you know, I mean, yeah, that's like a little league thing, but it is. It matters. Yeah. Like clearly matter for the Vikings this year. Um, I just I'm just gonna go with they, they gotta stop the run. That's it. Like that's really yeah. Stop the run. Uh, like you said, get touchdowns, not field goals. Like it just I could see a game where Khalil Herbert like they just can't stop him. And he's just running all over the Vikings and they just have no solution. But at the same time, the Vikings I feel like they have the firepower on their offensive side of the ball to kind of go back and forth if it turns into that game which would be very weird if it was a shootout with the bears um i don't think that's going to happen but like i said i still think it's going to be relatively close uh, even though my score prediction isn't that close um spoiler alert uh but what's just a i know you're doing bold predictions for the for the viking age or whatever but what you don't have to spill any of them right now but you know maybe give a different one but what's what's one of your boldest predictions for for sunday I think I already gave the cook uh, going for a hundo. Um, I have a similar one too. Yeah, I think I said. Well, I think I said too. The Vikings are going to pressure Justin Fields on fifty percent of his passes. Okay. Like there, there's not a lot of opportunities. The Vikings edge rushing has not been good, but the Bears are allowing forty nine percent of uh, Justin Fields' dropbacks to be pressured. So that's probably why he sucks. Like you know, what? but. Um, you know, both things can be true. He could be playing bad, and the Bears' situation is awful. So, so, so Vikings fans, keep it loud in there, okay? Yeah. Don't don't, don't make this. Don't get quiet just because it's the Bears, okay? 
keep it loud so the Vikings get out to like a 20 nothing lead and then there's no worries till the Bears come back in the fourth quarter. Um, my bold prediction is Dalvin Cook as well, but I believe he will score three touchdowns. Three. Uh, yeah, I think. I just traded Dalvin Cook in my fantasy <laughs> league, so I'm going to be. <laughs> I may not be available for Monday's podcast. We've been, if he we've been talking three touchdowns. We've been talking about how he's going to. He's been very close to breaking touchdowns, like, and I think he's only had like four touches around the goal line this whole season or in the red zone, I believe this whole season. So I feel like the Vikings are going to try and maybe involve him just because of the bears lack of a run defense. It seems like an easy, easy way to, to get points on the board and just give Dalvin cook the ball. Um, so yeah, three touchdowns for Dalvin cook. My, my final score prediction, I'll give mine then you can give yours and then we'll get out of here. I did say that I don't like the, Seven and a half line. I didn't. I did say the Vikings wouldn't cover it, but in my score prediction, they do. So Vikings twenty four, Bears thirteen. Oh, I went further than that. Oh boy, Vikings thirty one, Bears ten. Ooh, all right. Okay. I think I think the Vikings offense gets going this week. All right. Hopefully, hopefully we're right. I do not. I I, I don't want any more close games. Like, can don't we have lose. A, can we have a break? Like, it's a new coach, and we're still getting like. Heart palpitations in the final seconds of the fourth quarter this year, still. Except At for least we, this coach loves it, though. Like Mike Zimmer's like, I don't like this. Yeah, because like, he's not going to die. Like Mike Zimmer could have died. <laughs> Kevin O'Connell's just like, yeah, baby, this yeah. is like skydiving. Yeah. Mike Zimmer is like, I got to go to the doctor. Like another eye is going to fall out. Um, all right. That's going to do it for us today. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and like this video. Uh, follow the Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook, and the audio version of this podcast will be available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, wherever you get your podcasts. If you're watching this live, sorry for keeping you. You can go watch that great game between the Broncos and Colts. Um, but until next time on Monday, we'll be at a different time, possibly, because uh, the Chiefs are playing on Monday night, so they want people uh, to use this channel. But it's okay. Um, <laughs> Booted. We'll be there. We'll be there. We'll, we'll be there on Monday, regardless. Uh, but until next time, Chris and I talk to you. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.